back to the crossover podcast where you get comics pop culture and sports and get ready for a little sports and pop culture today because we will be discussing the nba finals and then we're going to go ahead and uh, bring back an old favorite on the crossover podcast and talk a little bit of the bachelorette because we haven't we haven't talked that in a while and and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit but first the toronto raptors and the golden state warriors after getting i think nine days off between games uh two yeah. and three uh, we'll uh, hook up tomorrow night for with the series tied 1-1 first in Golden State. Uh, Craig Needles is here. How's it going, Craig? Going well, thank you. All right, good to have you back. Um, now, your boys, the Toronto Raptors, uh, really took it to them in game one, I thought. Yeah. Um, not much uh, suspicious uh, occurring in that one. I really didn't like that uh, they had nine days off or whatever it was between games one and two. Um, it, it was it was it was two because uh, ABC yeah. said, "Hey, let's put it on Sunday night." Which, when ABC says something, the league typically says, "Okay." I guess I just don't like these three days off between only. I think like I believe only games three and four are the only ones where it's like, "Okay, one day off, and then we're back at it." And then yeah, it's yeah, because what they're doing is they wanted the Sunday between. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure game two is a Sunday, so there's an extra day off, mm-hmm. and then they're putting a travel day in every time they have to change cities. So. Like I don't like it. I don't like it either. No, but that's a situation. Especially considering that, based on the injuries that are currently occurring for the Golden State Warriors, I don't believe if the stars have quite aligned for a team to get a game three road victory to get ahead in the series quite like it has for the Toronto Raptors. There isn't a Ugh. single healthy body on the Golden State Warriors right now. Basically, right? only Curry. Like yeah. you know, uh, like you know, Iguodala is not quite all the way there, and you see a little bit offensively. Uh, obviously, uh, Durant's not going to play in Game Three. I, I still believe that. I don't. I don't think we're seeing Kevin Durant. I don't because if they if he was going to come back, Game Three is the is the friggin' spot. I think, but like, I mean, maybe there's an outside chance for like a Willis Reed moment if there's like a Game Seven where they just Kevin Durant just goes get or the game, big like, get the big needle. Right? If if, <laughs> if, the, if the Raptors are up three two in Game Six, yeah, that type of thing, and they've got a must win at home. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I just feel as though you know this guy hasn't played basketball in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like the way he was moving around when he was in Toronto. Didn't exactly look like he was a guy who's close to playing NBA Finals caliber ball. So I don't know. It, it reminds me so much of uh, 2009 when um, my at the time beloved Boston Celtics were defending uh, their ti- their their 08 title, and then. Um, you know, and look like they were gonna walk to do to doing so that particular year, and then all of a sudden on a dunk in on an alley oop dunk in Utah, Kevin Garnett went up, came back down, and then was hobbling, and then they just kept saying, "Oh yeah, it's just a sprain, it's just a sprain. He'll be back, he'll be back." And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, "It's been a month. Uh, is he gonna be back?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, he'll be back. Uh, two weeks, two weeks." And they're like, "Okay, it's been two weeks. Is he gonna be back?" Uh, yeah, when the playoffs start, he's going to be back. Yeah, and they're like, all right, playoffs are starting. Are we getting Garnett back? And then Doc Rivers was like, no, he's not playing. And I'm like, oh, well, why did you lie to me this <laughs> for like for the, the month and a half or whatever that he was injured? And I kept thinking, hey, we're going to make a run, right? And then we didn't. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But that's what it reminds me of is just the, the, the flat-out lying about how uh, injured he is. And uh, – yeah, as far as the loony thing goes, I mean, the the sprained collarbone thing was quite hilarious to me. Because, like, hey, listen, very rarely should the NHL be teaching the NBA things. But, like, allow the, the uh, NHL to just teach the NBA a little phrase here. Upper body injury, right? Yeah. Like... Like strained collarbone, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that, that's I'm like I'm no doctor, but I like in my entire life I've bones never heard, don't strain. Yeah, yeah I think I've that's never that's heard fair to strained say. collarbone. So just go with the upper body injury, or and with Kevin Garnett, you got the lower body injury, and then that whole thing, and and yeah, and Clay Thompson trying to, to do the old uh, world be free Reggie Miller move where he kicked the leg out on the uh, on the three attempt to try to get a four point play, he ended up hurting himself too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was, a, that was a very James Harden thing that he did there. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I 
I don't know. I I, I think Clay's going to play, but I just don't think he's going to be all the way there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's that that's my suspicion. And as we saw in the last five minutes of the game or six minutes of the game after Clay went out, the Raptors doing that box and one defense and just like okay, we're just going to deny Curry the ball like crazy, and if other people make shots, great. And for about four of those five minutes, no one else made shots. It, mm-hmm. If if Clay's not out there, that's a good strategy. Because the Warriors' depth, basically the Warriors decided, okay, we would rather have Kevin Durant than depth. Which, oh, good decision. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I'm not challenging that. Uh, but the, the one thing that happens there is if, if one of the stars is not good to go, they just don't have guys in the bench who, like, I'm not going to say they're not NBA players. They've done a pretty good job drafting. But they just... They have Toronto has far more usable bench pieces, obviously, than than the Warriors do, and that much is true. Demarcus Cousins, I, like I, I know the numbers said he was okay, but to, the Raptors got to attack him more. I, like he didn't look really great out there from a, a lateral perspective and defensively and whatnot. So I, I think the Raptors need to attack him more. I think they will. I think they've got to do more of those uh, switches up top and see if they can get. Uh, uh, Cousins guarding Leonard out, sort of out uh, out near the three point line. I think that's. They did that a lot with Looney in the game towards the end of game one. But that's that's what they need to do, especially now that we know Cousins is going to get a lot more minutes. So, Yeah, I mean, the Cousins thing in game two, I saw people criticizing the Raptors for not, like, kind of adjusting on him. But, like, to me, that was less of a, a thing, like, when when we came on when we were previewing this series and we talked about how the Bucks didn't really make adjustments to what the Raptors were doing, that was more, to me, that was less bad coaching and just more, all right, like we we we're, we're not changing what we're doing because Demarcus Cousins made a couple of shots. Okay? Oh yeah. Right? Like, oh no, I, I couldn't agree more. It, right? Yeah. Uh, then... Marcus Cousins like sinks three threes. Mm-hmm. Like, if okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, over the long run, uh, if Demarcus Cousins is out there taking three pointers, you're probably going to wind up further ahead. Mm-hmm. You would. So. And even just he was getting some. He he made a couple moves down low, and he looked a little bit like old Cousins, and they were just kind of like. You know, Nick Nurse, I just kind of kind of sat there was like, huh, certainly hope that doesn't keep up for the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> and Which, then, honestly, is a, is, a, is a reasonable yeah, strategy. Exactly. Like, I've got no problem with that. And then, unfortunately, it did. But, like, obviously, he'll be like, all right, I'm not going to completely change my game plan. But as you suggested, they'll probably body him up a little bit more and, and make things uh, slightly I just, more I just want to work cousins. harder on defense. Yes. That's, that's whatever. The, the stuff on offense, like, because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Uh, if, if they're going to go, okay, we're going to have DeMarcus Cousins playing in the post against Gasol, I'm fine with that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, 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 if Cousins is getting the ball a lot, there are not a lot of situations from a Raptors perspective where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure this is a good thing. Uh, so I'm OK with that. Um, but I just want him to work a little harder defensively and let's make him expend some energy on that end of the floor, because I'm still not sure that he's got all of his mobility. I, I kind of replayed game two in my head a little bit, and I got to say. It's one of the weirdest fucking games of, <laughs> of recent memory that oh, I've, I've ever bizarre. thought about from beginning to end. Because, like, it was... The Raptors it, play this fantastic half in the rough yeah. five, and you think, well, there should be more than five. Mm-hmm. They get their doors blown off to start the third quarter, and I'm yeah. going nuts when that's happening, because I'm yeah, thinking to myself... And, run, yeah, 23-27-3 overall, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm still thinking to myself, like, depending on how this series goes. And I thought this about the last five minutes against Milwaukee, too, so take it with a grain of salt for just a second. Mm. But the last five minutes of game one, rather, against Milwaukee. Um, that's the sort of opening to a third quarter that, like, as a fan, you're, you kind of regret it forever. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he, like look at, like, from, like, I'll just use football fan as an example. Uh, yeah, the Broncos won a Super Bowl two years after the Joe Flacco thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who now plays for the Broncos, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Joe <laughs> Flacco, Jacoby Jones thing, they won a Super Bowl two years later. Yes. Or, but, or three years later, either way. Um, but I still think to myself all the time, like, oh, man, they really they, – they probably would have won another one. Yeah. They probably would have won another one if that stupid Hail Mary doesn't get completed. And, you know, I just I just think to myself when that – because, like, that defense was healthy and playing really well. The next year when they got blown up by Seattle in the Super Bowl, Von Miller, Chris Harris, a bunch of guys missed the game. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I just – I just sort of feel like, oh, that might be just something that I just regret for forever. Is that, that the opening of that third quarter? Maybe not. Maybe the Raptors can beat the Warriors three of the next five times. If Clay Thompson's not healthy and Kevin Durant's not healthy, the Raptors have a very good chance of beating the Warriors three of the next five times. We'll see. Yeah, it's just so weird because, the, like, like you mentioned, the Raptors were up five at halftime. Should have been more. It felt like, I mean, the, the fouls evened out over the course of the game, as they tend to do in a uh, 
Yeah, NBA game but I, I tweeted out nothing but the box score to Warriors, I mean, to uh, Kings-Lakers game six in which, 2002, which for a while, it didn't look dissimilar to no, that. No, but then it, it came back. It definitely looked like, to me, at watching that game, because I was getting the same kind of flashbacks, but like not nearly as, like, as, to me, I think there might have been a tap on the shoulder to the referees in game two and said, you know what, give give the Warriors a chance in the first quarter. To, you know, and and if they if they do fine, and if they don't, whatever. We don't we don't we don't need it need it right. Whereas game six was like <laughs> game six two thousand two was basically like under no circumstances will the Sacramento Kings be allowed to win this game. Period. Like that game. Like and one day we're gonna get the somebody's gonna come out and, and admit. Well, Tim Donahue's already come out and said it. True. But someone who's not someone who's not been convicted of federal crime. Exactly. Like someone who's <laughs> yeah. Someone who's not a complete scumbag is gonna yeah. come out and be like, yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, that game was definitely fixed. And it's funny because. Anytime I, you know, stuff like that, I always wax nostalgic and I go back and I'm like, is it really as bad in my head as I want, as it, as I remember it? And I go back and I watch the highlights, which are all on YouTube of that game six. And I go, oh no, it's, it, it gets worse. It gets worse every time I watch it where I'm just like, God damn it, man. Like, like, I don't know. The one when two minutes left when Kobe Bryant went for a shot and Doug Christie put his hand up. Like, like, I don't know, Kobe with like no time on the shot clock went for some shitty fadeaway. And Doug Christie put his hand up, palmed the ball at the apex, and then Kobe fell down. <laughs> and they called Christie for yeah. a foul while he was literally holding the basketball that he had just palmed out of Kobe while he was trying to take this bizarre shot with no time on the shot clock left. And then Mike Bibby, like, at the top of the three-point line guarding, like, Derek Fisher or somebody, fell to one knee just going, like, oh, my God, what is happening? It's just, like, it gets worse every time you watch. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, it was definitely a little fishy. But, like, ultimately it was that 27, like, to three run. And even then the Warriors went ice cold in the last five five minutes of the fourth quarter. And cause I think they only got like three points or whatever in the last like four or five minutes there or something like that. And then the Raptors just couldn't, they just couldn't quite pull it off. Yeah. I thought, I thought you had a chance there. Cause you got it to like what? The, 106, 104. They, they were down by two. The Warriors having the ball with 27 yeah. seconds left. And then and so they, like, they were one stop away from having a shot to tie or, or take the lead. Yeah. And they, they, I think they defended the possession. Well, Somebody it was hit a bizarre three. session. Yeah, somebody yeah. hit a three. I, I can't remember. It was Andre Iguodala hit a three. Iguodala, yeah, hit a three yeah. at the top of your it was, head. Now, people, some people are saying the Raptors should have fouled or whatever it happens to be. And, yeah, I I, I think that uh, when Livingston had the ball, you could have fouled him, hope he misses one. And if he doesn't, whatever, you've got – you can just, you know, extend the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you're playing for – hopefully they miss a shot and we get the ball down by two with three seconds left and no timeouts. Like, I still feel as though it's a long shot. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, it's weird, like – it's weird when you have good defensive teams is the thing. I think that's, I think the fouling thing is a standard play in basketball, but some of that stuff you got to take out of the window when you have a team that, you know, can get a stop, right? Like, like, like the O like the O seven O eight Celtics that I, I, I is the greatest defensive basketball team that I've ever watched with great consistency. They would have been a team where I'm, uh, where I would have been like, don't foul. We can get a fucking stop here. And if we got a timeout, like somebody will get a yeah. shot, right? You know, like, yeah, like, you know, you just you trust your guys to get a stop, and I, I honestly thought the Raptors were going to get a stop when they made it a two point game. It, it looked like the the Warriors, and it was not like it wasn't one of those situations where this is how they drew it up, right? Because like I don't know, Iguodala three was probably not the call, <laughs> so and he just and he just made it. It was a good shot by him. What are you going to do? You got to tip your hat to the guy, and then uh, yeah. No, no, it's yeah. That, that's exactly it. I, like if if they fast the shot, that's the the game's riding on for the Warriors, which it wasn't quite that obviously, but whatever. I'll I'll take my chances. Um, I don't know. I was incredibly depressed after game two. Oh, um, how could you not be? But yeah. yeah, I was just it was not good, but. You, you're never feeling well after a finals loss in any sport, no matter what it no, is. No, and, and that's it. But it was a perspective. Like If, if, if yeah. they had played that exact game in Oakland mm-hmm. and that goes the way that it did, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's a tough one. We'll get the next one. But yeah. to, to, to burn a home game on that one, that that was what kind of just got you a little bit. Because you're like, how many chances do you get to beat those guys? Like, if I don't think Durant's coming back, but if he does, like, it just gets harder from here. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You got to obviously you just got to go to Oakland and get a split. And one would think that game three is the one to go get because that's the one where clay is going to be either not there or most limited so there you go um we'll talk about game three in a second before we do um is Kawhi? does he look like he's fighting through a little something 
Oh, a little bit, but like yeah. he's he's most like thirty four. I know the numbers are still there, so I just it just so to I, me I, looks like he's I don't think like, it's hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think it's hundred percent, but he, I think he's he's yeah. most fine. I don't think it's anything serious. He just might be fighting through like a Charlie horse or some nonsense, right? And like a, like Charlie horses in the NBA are like bad, right? Because that fucks up your jump shot and your yeah. rhythm and shit, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, the guy's still the best player on the court in this series so far. I, I would say so. Yeah, okay, game four. Um, I woke up this morning and the Raptors were, uh, plus six this morning. And I said, uh, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Everyone on the Warriors is hurt. I understand that they're home. Uh, Raptors got something to prove, but, uh, minus six for the Golden State Warriors doesn't make any sense to me. And so I took the Raptors and I'm sorry if that jinxes the, them that you can blame me for that. If it ends up jinxing them, I will, but, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you will, but I am sorry. I just can't pass up an opportunity like that. I just, I, <laughs> I, I see like the, 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 Stars have have aligned like you wouldn't believe for the Raptors to get this game through in. Now I don't know if this minus six this morning because the minus six might have still been before Clay was technically doubtful. Um, uh, he's questionable, but yeah, he's questionable now. And it, the line as uh, of you and me having this conversation has dropped, but it's still Warriors minus four and a half. And the Raptors can outright win this game to me with all these injuries: Looney out, Durant out. Curry questionable, Iguodala hobbled, Steph Curry the only one who's seemingly healthy. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. Raptors should be. Um, it, it's just it, it seems like it's the Raptors. It's just there for the for the taking for the Raptors. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's a reasonable uh, reasonable way to look at things. Um, they I, they they got to go get it. They got mm-hmm. they just got to go get it. What, what do you think the What do you think the minus six comes from that they're the warriors playing the nba finals at home i guess yeah that, that yeah. like that, i don't know, you know like that's i guess yeah you figure all the public money would be on the on the warriors yeah the, the yes. five what is it five times in the finals in a row now or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and, and they're the golden state warriors, warriors. Yeah. they are playing the nba finals and they're playing at oracle like I guess there's so I, like, I, honestly you find game, me a right? team I know I know but just find I, I know they're banged up but mm-hmm. I just don't think you're gonna find an NBA team like ba- like maybe since the 2012 Heat that wouldn't be a you know a two possession underdog in that game mm-hmm. I got I, I, I truly believe that I guess that makes sense I'm still taking the Raptors um, does Drake show up for this game uh, Yeah but not like obviously not in his like a courtside seat like maybe probably like, you don't you think know. Drake can get courtside seats. I'm sure he can, but I don't know if he will. There's a difference between those two things. Yeah, I think he could. I mean, just put, like, you know, file it under a, a ridiculous name or something like that. And then when when you get those court sides, just show up and be like, shit. And then whoever does it goes, fuck, I sold my tickets to Drake. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, they'll never let me hear the end of this, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Could you imagine? Just, named, <laughs> like, so I, I sold my tickets to a guy named, uh, right? I guy, tickets to a guy named Aubrey Graham. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well played by you, sir. <laughs> Wait, who's my... Aubrey Graham? And then you just like watch the TV. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Maya butt reeks. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, just just go through the litany of the Bart Simpson names and all that. Yeah, that's good. Too. No, I think that he would go with. Uh, I, I think he'd go with like well Aubrey Graham first Aubrey as, Graham a, as a Graham's yeah, a great then probably player. Jimmy Goldstein, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Jimmy Goldstein sounds like a Grassy character. Anyways, okay, here are the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. We're just like, uh, I mean, how many people in the state? How many people in in the state of California think know what Degrassi is? So he could have named himself like John Degrassi, like, yes, or or like true. Degrassi High. That's literally the name he Degrassi files high. under. Degrassi oh. High. Like, he could. He had a lot of options. Degrassi High. He had a lot of... Yeah, exactly. Get it done, Drake. That's what I'd say. Um. The Where's Kevin uh, hoodie was <laughs> something else the other day. It's funny, though. Did you watch any of the, the – have you been watching it on the Sportsnet feed up here in Canada or have you been watching the ABC feed? I've been going back and forth between the two. Because I've been doing both. Did you notice that the ABC feed was, uh, shall we say, less adapt to uh, showing clips of Drake? Uh yeah yeah well, they they still showed him though like, they I know but there was a whole thing where after game two him and Draymond were definitely beacon a little bit and uh, ABC chose not to show that I thought that was uh, I thought that was quite interesting I, I I'm not sure why though because like I mean the NBA is all about 
letting their guys actually have fun and show personalities and do and yeah and, i just think that was a directorial decision i think that yes. like the, the nba like officially the nba would tell you oh we don't like the idea of uh, yeah. of of drake having words with uh with players and uh, and drake doing this and the nba did ask the raptors that they would move drake seats and the raptors to their credit said yeah. no forget it no go fuck uh, yourself <laughs> yeah um i think that um the NBA, if you were to ask them, like you know, pri- like you ask Adam Silver privately, are you okay with Drake, uh, Drake having these, you know, like you know, one like little chat sessions with Draymond Green after games? He'd be, he'd, he'd tell you he loves it. Yeah. He'd tell you he loves it. Officially, they have to pretend like, oh, we don't care mm-hmm. for this, but they, they, you know, that they're okay with it. Yeah, because I mean, we're not in a malice at the palace situation here. Like, I don't no, think not even close. That gonna, said, it yeah. would be good for the Raptors if Draymond Green were to shove Drake and get suspended for a game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Drake's got to do that. He's got to take one for the team. He's got to like run onto the court and kick Draymond in the shins or something. Did you? Like oh, that, right? yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, well, uh, obviously it would never happen. Could you imagine no. if there was an, uh, a malice at the palace type of situation involving Drake in the NBA Finals? We probably just have to like, you know what, like, like there would just have to be like a, a, a 48 hour cooling off period where no one would be allowed to use Twitter. Yeah. I, no, that's just, what we'd have to have. I would have to run to this podcast and do immediate reactions, stuff like this after I hose myself off, obviously. And then, and, and, and then I would just be like, all right, and now I will calmly walk to my computer and call Craig and we shall record the greatest podcast that ever happened. Um, God. Uh, so how you feeling going into game three? Um, okay. I, I feel pretty good. I, I basically, I feel as though with the exception of, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the first eight minutes of the third quarter, the Raptors have been the better team in this whole series. I agree. Yeah. Just that one run did you in uh, yeah, yeah. period. That's all it was. And even then you could, have just, you really snatched, uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. I, I, I thought yeah, all uh, the, the refs were making it tough on you in that first quarter, but I, again, everything came back. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on to the next topic? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'm, uh, I'm okay there. Looking forward to game, game three. Um, actually, before we move on to the bachelor at you, um, how glued to the Stanley Cup finals have you been with this? Uh, I've watched, I've, I've watched most of it. Um, other than game three. It's it been has, pretty good. It's been sneaky good, hasn't it? I watched basically all of the, uh, all of game two. Yeah. And yeah. I, I obviously have a rooting interest, just that I don't want yeah. to see Boston Bruins win anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's been sneaky. fun though. Yeah, it's been sneaky good, and and the Blues have been having guys step up. Like oh, like they've basically had a different guy show up in both uh, I, victories. Yeah. O'Reilly last night and uh, Maroon in game two. Uh, uh, yes, I here's what I will say about uh, about the NHL, and they get a lot of heat, obviously, for different dumb things they do, and and, and rightfully so. Um, their decision, like. They, they haven't always tiptoed around the NBA Finals and scheduling the Stanley Cup Final. This year they did, and what a decision that was. Because, like, I, I would suspect that had like obviously had to had an NBA Finals game in the United States is going to get slaughtered, no matter who the NBA Finals teams are. The yep. NHL gets slaughtered, um, but they would have been slaughtered in Canada too with this mm-hmm. matchup. Yeah. So like you know that like if 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 that's a situation, that's obviously not what they want. So um, good that they made it so none of the games are the same night. Yeah, that by that. they definitely had to do some rejiggering there in order to make that <laughs> that the case. And it's nice to be like, all right, we'll watch the NHL one night, and then the next night we got the Raptors and the Warriors. And uh, yeah, it's always it's always fun when that happens. It's nice to have at least one thing every night. It's the weird days where they're like, huh, there's nothing going on today. Guess I'll watch the Blue Jays, which is just oh god. Now we've entered the dregs. Um, <laughs> so bad. Is there a channel where you could just like watch something? Else? There should be a Netflix feed where you can just watch something and whatever you want on Netflix, and then your Netflix says, "Okay, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is hitting next," so you can yeah. just like click a button and, and watch that at bat, and then go back and then go back to your Netflix without yeah. actually working for it. That's what I want to see. I know they've got some sort of things in the states, but I'm I'm pretty sure like. They they have they have things, but I, I like what is it the Directv or whatever that has like the NHL pa- or NFL package I think down in the states. Uh, yeah, I believe they have some sort of thing where it's like you can type your fantasy team into. Uh, yeah, yep, they've in, got that. Yeah, and, into it, yeah. and then anytime one of your guys is doing something, it'll it'll like give you an alert on your TV, and then you can just kind of be like, all right, go over to that game. 
Yep. Uh, so the, yeah, I, I imagine they would have something similar for baseball, but you probably have to be watching nothing but baseball in order for. Yes, for that to I, would, I would expect that as well. Yeah, I but, just wanted to apply to like Netflix and various other programs. Yeah, if I'm if I like MTV's running uh, a lot of the best episodes of Friends and stuff right yep. now, right? Or or if I'm watching uh, The Bachelorette and and all of a sudden, which is a, you know that's a good segue by me. But if I'm watching The Bachelorette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. is up, I'd be like, let me just switch over to Vlad Guerrero for two seconds. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll slide into the Bachelorette, Craig, which we haven't yeah. talked about in in a long time on the crossover podcast. Um, it's been pretty freaking good this year. So this far. has been the best Bachelorette season in three, four years, easily. I it, like Maybe longer. Yeah, I I think since. Uh, Caitlin Bristow. Uh, Caitlin Bristow and Caitlin Bristow, who is the all time number one. Uh, bachelor, like like no one is even close to to how good that season was. But I gotta tell you, Hannah B is nipping at her heels right yeah. now. Yeah, all so all Hannah has to do is have sex with Nick Vial halfway through the season <laughs> to really make right. things take exactly, off. Exactly right. <laughs> oh man, and like he's not even on the show. <laughs> exactly. Right. How did this happen? <laughs> oh god, it's the Bachelor. Nick Vial's never too far away. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 been a great season so far because. Because you've got you, you need like to have a truly great bachelor or bachelorette season. You need two mm. things. One, you need a lead that's fun, that's interesting, that you actually give a shit about. Mm. So like right away, like okay, Ari's season can't be great. Chris Soul's season can't be great. It just can't happen mm. based on you know, I don't really give I don't care about this person. I don't particularly like this person. They're not fun. Whatever it happens to be, just it it just like that. So that just disqualifies you from greatness right away. Hannah is fantastic. And people didn't want her to think about. It. I'd like to yeah. see. Uh, it's a little. I'm a little upset that we didn't cover uh, the season before this because uh, I, I very much was in Hannah B's corner when they were uh, picking the Bachelorette. Yeah, I thought the they had a few good options. Mm-hmm. I did, uh, but uh, Hannah's turned out to be a fantastic choice. Uh, really, really fantastic choice. So, mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with, uh, with with how it's gone so far, and it's been just been a, a fun season to watch. Because the other thing you need is you need a, a group of contestants who are great, and there's a lot of there's a, a lot of very depth of guys who are actually interesting and likable, and guys who are total dicks. Oh god! Uh, so yeah, if you've got that going for you, you're doing pretty well. So uh, good on ABC and good on casting this year. I think they've made some uh, they've made some po- they've made some good choices here, and it's resulted in what I think is. Uh, is a, a really, really good season so far. And it, it looks like it's only going to get better because we haven't yeah. even got into, like, we'll, we'll discuss Luke P in a second, but we haven't got into the really, like, bad Luke P stuff. Like, Luke P hasn't started yelling at people yet. He's certainly been body slamming dudes, but, like, under the guise of, hey, I'm playing rugby. But, uh, but man, like, like some of the stuff with him actually yelling at dudes while they're in suits, we're, we're still yet to see. And, um... Well, let's just have the Luke P conversation right now. Sure. I will, I will, I will go so far as to say that um, Luke P is basically everything that I hate in a human being, Craig. And in, in, in like, in oh, a, there's a lot of negative there. I won't argue with a, that. In a non, like, you know, criminal type of human being is what I meant. Like, like, yeah, in, in, someone in terms, you would just meet on the street. Yeah, and in terms of a dude that can can is just a complete asshole, but can still function in uh, like in a society without like you know murdering people or whatever. Right. But like. Yep. Everything about him, his his clearly stalker vibe, his his crazy control freak attitude, his his bro. Uh, it's uh, somebody posted his uh, his LinkedIn account, which says like addicted to CrossFit, and that pretty much says all you need to know about everything you need to know about Luke P right there. Well, remember when the woman uh, was asking like, "Oh, you look like you uh, you know work out or you're you know uh, do uh, sports for a living or something?" And he's like, "Well, I do CrossFit. He waits <laughs> yeah. waits for a couple of beats." Not for a living. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, you're a dick. God, what a loser. He's also the dude who in the in the prepackage uh, in the first episode uh, was seen taking a shower, Craig, and then claimed that he God spoke to him and said that he had to stop having so much sex. Like he was having so much sex that God came to him in the shower with everything going on in the world, Craig. So God came and spoke to Luke P and told him he had to stop having so much sex. And I don't know if that means he's like born again now or whatever, but like it's 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 definitely that level of narcissism is is just wildly unconscionable to me. And I don't know if you listened to uh, the Bachelorette pod or the the Bachelor Party podcast at all this week. No, I've not. But um, Mallory Rubin, I gotta say, had a great theory 
uh, about Luke P this week um, that I am so jealous of and wish I, I can't believe that I, I didn't put, uh, you know, I put these, you know, ducks in a row to come up to this conclusion. But how, how deep do you think Luke P goes just to, before I, I mention it? Luke P like this to me is a question of because I think that Hannah's getting sick of his 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 crap Mm -hmm. but this is a question of you know how many roses does production get and how long do they keep them because obviously if production gets a you know you're keeping Luke actually so um, we had Cam right and they were able to ditch Cam early who was also a nut nut bar yeah but here's the thing too much yeah, uh, Cam Cam sucked. Cam was uh, interesting because of how aggressively he sucked. Yeah. But I think that the produ- production there would have understood that like that was the type of mm-hmm. of of suckage that the audience like they'd be pissed off about it for a couple of episodes and then like you know by the third episode be like this guy really and get annoyed. Mm-hmm. Whereas Luke is like causing drama with the other guys. Not that Cam wasn't, but I think it's just going to be a situation where they're they're willing to squeeze a little more juice out of this particular orange. Yeah, they just knew they had basically they had two oranges. Is is the right. Uh, is the phrase. And, I think and, if Luke P wasn't around, we might be have spent other seasons. I think we might have spent a week or two more with Cam before he went home. But uh, because we had Luke, they were like, "You can jettison this guy yeah, immediately." No, we don't need him like, anymore. We've we've gotten everything we needed to get out of this person. Yeah. Um. So yeah, how deep do you think Luke P goes? I think that he will get to whichever country they go to next. Like okay. they like he'll he'll be able to, he'll be, get on a plane to leave the United States. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about 10 guys left and he'll probably go. It'll be less than that. Oh, uh, well, okay. So yeah. So like eight, it'll be less than that. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Somewhere. I'm just looking at how many guys are left right now. Cause uh, like he'll, he'll, he'll get through this week's episode. Yeah. That, oh, definitely. That would be my suggestion. Is well, he, Luke S uh, is the one going home in the, in the battle of the Luke's I gotta say. And, and Luke S made himself look uh, like not completely bad, but he said it himself when he was like, cause he stooped to Luke P's level is the problem. And then he said it himself when he was like, I can't believe that I let you do that to me. I feel so fucking stupid because that I let someone like you outsmart me. Right. <laughs> when, yeah. When he, like he, he, he was just like, wow, I, I can't believe I did that. I completely biffed it. Um, Mallory Rubin had the great theory, Craig, that um, Luke P makes it to the final four. What's her? What was? The, what was her? Her backing beyond that. Theory? Her rationale for this, and this is really great, and I think I think you'll be, and, and all credit to her on this one. Um, in the this season on clips, Craig, we have a a very vicious uh, scene where Hannah B in anger, in tears of anger, says to somebody that, um, you know, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me, sort of a thing. So, yes, I remember this. So someone has obviously attempted to like slut shame her or or something to that ilk in uh you know later on. And who is more likely to do that than Luke P if there's four guys left and he is trying to manipulate her into not sleeping with other dudes in the fantasy suite? And playing that whole, you know, like Jesus, you know, God spoke to me and told me that, you know, I'm not supposed yeah, to be doing this sort of thing, that, right? That's and, possible. Yeah, and it, it, I gotta say, I am fully on board with that theory because he's that guy. Like he's yeah, that no, guy he who is. would attempt to gaslight her. Now, yes, yeah. there are some guys in here who may like. Uh, that said, like we haven't seen a like basically of the guys who are actually in there. We know Tyler C pretty well. We know yes. Pilot Pete pretty well. Who like is Pilot Pete, like the front runner? I think. I think yeah. it's him and Tyler C. I gotta say, yeah. yeah. We're we're getting to know Mike a little bit. I like Mike a lot, by the way. I want Mike for the Bachelor so bad, Craig. Um, yeah. I think that's that's highly possible. I yes. think that if Pilot Pete is not the winner here, there's going to be a lot of people that want it to be him. Fair. I just I think we have not had we have not had a black bachelor. We have not had a black bachelor, and I cannot stress this enough. This is the fucking guy. Like Mike is so. If not, we'll at least get him in Paradise, and he will do so goddamn well in Paradise because I just love him. He's just a straight shooter, Craig. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just like I, I just well quick quick tangent. Yeah. I can't, I get sad whenever anyone mentions Paradise. Yeah. Because, as we've discussed before, uh, people would get sad whenever someone mentioned basketball. If we, like, if LeBron James like decided that he wasn't playing basketball anymore after his rookie season, people would be like, "Oh man, I really wish we could have seen what LeBron James was able to do." Yeah. And because that the various reasons that Corinne's not part of Paradise, oh, every time someone mentions it, I'm like, "Oh man, I just yeah. like." 
she so would have been hot. like the the greatest Paradise contestant of all time. Which she, like now we have to settle for like dollar store Corinne, who is Demi. Wow. Uh, well, no, she's better than a little bit better. I'll give her a little more credit than dollar okay. store Corinne. She's not. Like, she's not dollar store. Like if Corinne is like Saks Fifth Avenue Corinne, yeah. Demi is like target corinne yeah well i'll go i'll go walmart <laughs> walmart's a little better than target right? okay Isn't whatever yeah. yeah she's like uh. yeah she's like i don't know there's like the tray there's like i don't know this is the, like the most nerdy thing i can come up with where demi is like a transformer sorry uh, uh, corinne is a transformer and then demi is a gobot you know like um, yeah that's obviously me you know handing in my nerd card there but like the the analogy stands is the point but yeah you're right god i'm just what could have been it's it's yep. it's it'll we'll we'll never have a what if greater than that in the history of this particular franchise um yeah pilot pete definitely definitely a front runner um and tyler c seems to be doing pretty well although he seems so broy to me and he tried to do that one move where like um he had the because he he used to be uh, I guess he made the Ravens practice squad or something. Craig, have you heard? Yeah, about that? I, which Tyler Tyler C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that he got closer to the NFL. I, I remember looking up. He got closer to the NFL than than Colton did. Yeah, because Colton's never on a practice squad. He's just in training camp. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and so it was so crazy to me that that like this Tyler C. I, I guess it's it's more like a credit to him that he doesn't feel he needs to bang the drum of hey I was in the NFL or like. Colton was, you know, very much pretending that he was a, a National Football League player, and he got closer than than most of the planet. But he was never an NFL player, and Tyler C can at least say, "Hey, I made a couple of squads." But he tried to do that thing with the bag, where well, he tried to be cute, where he was like, "Hey, Hannah, pretend to tackle this thing," and then he lifted it up on her in an attempt to like get her to like. Yeah, hug him, and then she fell forward, nearly cracked her face on the concrete, and I was like, Ooh, which would of course ruin an entire season of the exactly. show. Exactly, I was like, oh, that nearly backfired on him completely. Um, I also thought that Jed, who had the Boston date, um, was a bit of a front runner as well there, Craig, until he admitted on their one-on-one date that he was not there for the right reasons. Yeah, which floored me. I could not believe. I, I really that thought that Jed the... was going to be there right at the end too. So yeah, I mean, maybe I feel like they're setting him up to like maybe he has a heel turn later on, Craig. Because yeah. I can't believe they didn't edit out that bit where he said, "Oh, I was, uh, you know, I initially came on this show to because it was going to be a platform for me and and my shitty yep. music because he can't sing, Craig, which is fucking no, hilarious. no, he cannot. He's like singer songwriter <laughs> Jed, right? And then he actually admitted that he he fell uh, fell in love with her, which. Uh, you know, I, I just... uh, maybe maybe it's a heel turn. I, I don't know what yeah. they're doing, but like, like here's the thing, though. He like they uh, they probably had to leave it in there because obviously it's going to get mentioned again at some point. So indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, the date that he had with the Boston Celtics uh, with uh, Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown is something I would have been excited about in the past, and I thought it was quite hilarious. And so when much... Hannah's asking Jalen Brown like, "What kind of guy should I be looking for?" Like, I'm like, "What?" Now... What's going on here? That was funny, and I thought Jalen Brown actually had some poignant things to say. I don't yes. know if those lines were fed to him or not. But I, I, no, I, I was don't like, know, good on you, Jalen I'm like, Brown. You're asking like, a, you're asking like a 22-year-old millionaire. Jalen Brown's 22 or 21. Either way, yeah. uh, you're asking like a 22-year-old millionaire. What kind of guy should I be looking for? Like, yeah. like sorry, but that's not kind of probably not what his thought process is right now. He's 22. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. yeah, he is 22. 96, Jalen Brown, yeah. which is hilarious. But, like, again, he, the lines were probably fed to him, which were quite poignant. Um, that was pretty hilarious. Uh, I also thought it was hilarious that they gave Hannah Kyrie Irving's number. I don't know if you noticed that, Craig. I did notice that. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if that was done on purpose or extremely, for extremely Stacey, bad I didn't even notice it, but Stacy noticed that the, uh, the general electric logo on the Celtics jerseys was locked off. Yeah. 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 To me, that just, and then I realized general electric owns NBC. So yeah. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they would have done that because they also blocked off Nike on the other side. Right? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I think that was just more of a whoops. <laughs> right? Like, because I'm pretty sure whoever makes the makes the jerseys right was just like, we need these two jerseys for the Bachelor uh, episode. And they were like, all right. And they probably just went into the machine and we're just on autopilot. Right. Where they were like, all right, this one's got to say Hannah. It's got to be number 11. Haha. <laughs> That's Kyrie's number. Okay. Now the GE logo and then the Nike logo fire it off. Right. Yep. <laughs> like, um, 
God, that was hilarious. Uh, not quite as hilarious as the awful spawn con moment with the halo top ice cream where they're just, yeah. Like, where they're like, Oh, let's just do like a zoom in on the ice cream truck for no re- <laughs> or the so ice cream bad. cart for no reason. And like they're walking on the cobblestone streets of Boston in the middle of nowhere in some park. And there's just a dude there like, Hey, want some ice cream? <laughs> he pulls out these two pints and then they had these like r- now, obviously fed. Keep the in mind of... that doesn't seem so crazy, but keep this in mind. <laughs> This episode was shot in north in the, the northeast United States. Yeah. In March. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know about you, but if I walked around the northeast United States in March, I'm probably not in the mood for ice cream if I'm outside. No, yeah, and it wasn't. It was definitely warmer than, uh, or it was definitely colder than uh, it looked. But it, it, it's funny that you bring that up because the guys were just kind of dressed in. You know, like fall kind of gear, like you know, heavy. Like uh, Jed had his like Bane coat on, right? And uh, and some you know some jeans and a long sleeve T-shirt. Whereas Hannah seemed to be dressed like in a parka in a couple of moments. Where I was just like, hmm, this girl's not used to the cold, uh, which was pretty funny. And uh, they also went to the Cheers Bar, Craig, which uh, yes. you and I you and I have both been in that, not at the same time, but on yep. uh, on various sporting trips around the the. Uh, around boston uh yeah oh, very good that's that pretty cool uh god what else happened i mean well we, what did you make of luke p body slamming luke s because i honestly oh, like, watched... like self-defense like here's the thing uh, obviously production wished they had a better shot of it all they yeah. had was that one shot where it kind of it was kind of behind hannah mm-hmm. so they didn't have the like, and and for, like if it was uh if it was a, an athletic competition they'd have good reason not have a shot on that because it was you know miles away from where the ball was but yeah which was hilarious because it was like I, I honestly rewatched uh, and I rewound and watched that play about as much times as I did the Gabe Landis cog offside where I was just, I'm like, let me figure this out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I got it. Something's not right here. I need to watch this a bunch of times till I know what's up. And it just, I don't know to me from me watching it. It looked like, cause like though he was strange. Cause the way they framed it was uh, like with the, with the editing was Luke P is going to get in this rugby game. And he's going to be just completely insane. And he's good. Cause like when you play sporting competitions, you find out who a guy truly is. Right. And the way they were framing it was Luke P is going to be the guy who in your beer league softball game on a Monday night is going to slide spikes up into second base and take a guy's knee out. Right. Like that, that was the way they were framing it. Yep. And then it didn't really kind of happen because they, they showed him making a couple of devastating hits, but it was like not none of it was like out of the ordinary kind of a thing. But then all of a sudden there was this clip of he kind of shoves Luke S to the side and then Luke S gets back up, shaking his fist at him, you know, and presumably cussing at him as he was saying. And then Luke P just fucking went low on him, picked him up and slammed him into the ground. And uh, everybody else was claiming he need him in the head too, which uh, they, from the clip that I watched about 90 times, uh, there was definitely no knee or at least cause they cut away pretty fast. So like you don't catch any knee, but everybody's claiming he need him in the head. And then he, to top it off, he lied about it, which uh, I thought, I thought that was special. that <laughs> He just flat out lied about it to everybody and, and claimed he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it's just that there are cameras. It, it was just like Donald Trump with this whole, like, and, and everything's Trumpy in these days, but yeah. the whole, uh, you know, I never called Meghan Markle nasty, despite the fact there's a tape of him calling Meghan Markle nasty. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, you know, this is on tape, man. Like, you're on television. Like, you can't say you didn't do things because there's probably a camera uh, view of you doing them. But it's just, it's it's like really, and in, in, uh, I mean, both of those particular individuals uh, basically they have the Cartman thing slash George Costanza thing where it's like, you know, I believe it's like, if I believe it, you know, (laughs) like it's not, it's not a a, a, quote George Costanza. It's not a lie. If you believe it, if you believe it. Right. And then, you know, Cartman's able to do that thing too. Right. Where he's able to like bend reality (laughs) or bend his reality (laughs) to suit his needs and stuff like that. Right. right. Oh God. Anyway, just a tremendous, uh, been a great season and I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the great season. Uh, so who's your final four? Uh, Pilot Pete for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely Pilot Pete. Yeah. Uh, Tyler C for sure. Mm-hmm. I still think Jed. Yeah, I do too. I think that I think that Jed kept it on the rails enough. Like obviously he said he wasn't there for the right reasons, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, now like but he's like like okay now I am here for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, who else? I I have the same I think three. Garrett. 
you, 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 you think it's going to be Luke. Uh, and, then, and then I'm, I'm subscribing to the Mallory Rubin theory. Yeah. I'm going to say Garrett. Yeah. I'm going to say Garrett's my fourth one. Of the yeah. final. Cause Luke P here's the other thing. Luke P did get the first impression rose. Card, yes. And that typically in, means a lot going yeah, in bachelor in bachelorette, not bachelor, but in bachelorette history, that typically means you do very well. Or you at least like, it usually means you win quite frankly, yeah. which is the thing that's hilarious that, um, you can, you can tell that Luke, which is how you know Luke P screwing this up, right? Because if you get if if you go on the Bachelorette and you get the first impression rose, Craig, all you have to do for the rest of the show is just smooth back and not screw anything up. Because you know what? She'll give you your one on one. She'll come to you and give you your time and whatnot. And when and when you you know when you talk, you talk about her. You don't talk about anything else. You don't get involved in any kind of crappy drama. And then you just be you. Because obviously that resonated with her on the first night, right? And then sure did. you just, unfortunately for Luke, his version of being him is he's being complete, a dick. he's an asshole. Yes. <laughs> so, so unfortunately, so maybe he is smoothing back and just doing him. So that's oh god, I love it. Really looking forward to it. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> here's what I will say. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I think that we uh, haven't discussed yet, but uh, just very briefly before I go, because I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Um. We have not discussed who I think is the rising, like, paradise star in this season. Someone who I think is going to be a very oh, memorable part of Craig. this season. Yes, thank you for not letting me sign off without mentioning this particular individual. Go ahead, sir. Say uh, all three of his names. John Paul Jones. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And I like, love John Paul Jones. I do, too, and I could not be more surprised about John Paul Jones, man. Like, like he – because, like, the way he – when he read his bio – his bio was like literally, I'm John Paul Jones, and I'm my, sure my, my calls John Paul me. Jones. My yeah. friends call me John Paul Jones, yeah. and you call me John Paul Jones. Yeah, I know, and it was pretty like that was the way he walked up to her. Yeah, and I'm like okay, this guy's a douche nozzle, right? And then you're like, oh no, I actually like this guy. No, yeah, yeah, it's and it the best thing about around. ABC's obviously in on the joke because when yeah. uh, you know on their chirons and they usually have like their their, their job description or whatever, and it's just John yeah. Paul Jones, and his job is John, John Paul, Paul Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah. I love it. Oh, God. I think he's like a real estate broker or something like that. Because I remember. Uh, yeah, no, no. According to, I've, got, I've just got his profile up here. He, he yeah. works in finance. Some finance. Way, yeah, sorry. I knew it was. I knew it was uh, I either way, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I just think John Paul Jones is great. And so I don't know how much longer we have with John Paul Jones. Yeah. Uh, but he's the sort of guy that, like, you know, he just seems like a likable dude. And if you just, like, are, want people around that, you know, you, you actually like being yeah. around, yeah. I, I'd be. Uh, I, I'd be okay with just, okay, we're just going to have John Paul Jones here because he's fun and seems like a good dude. Absolutely. Like, everybody, everyone kind of does that where a guy who has, a guy or a lady in the show who has, or in this franchise, who has no shot just sticks around for like three weeks extra because they're just so fun. Famously, Dolphin Girl Alexis, remember in Nick yes. Vial season, had no shot like right off the hop, but she was just so fun that he's like, everyone liked her. So yeah, he's like, I'm keeping her around for like four extra weeks, yeah. <laughs> even though I like she's got no shot and I've clearly this, friend zoned yes. her. But like yeah, yeah. John Paul Jones, man, wow, he, he has been. I really expected to hate him because his it, his bio before the season started too said something like uh, it basically was the exact same thing he said to her. He was like, "My name's Jean Paul Jones, and I make sure all my friends call me Jean Paul Jones." And I'm like, "Well, this guy sounds like a pretentious douche." No, and, no, and he's, he's, he's just fun. a person. It's part of his personality. He's exactly. referred to as Jean Paul Jones. God, I love it. I, he's gonna be so. I honestly. Haven't been exci- as excited for someone to go to Paradise since Corinne. As I yeah, oh yeah, Paul John Paul Jones. Jones seems great, and like he's not going to be a drama guy in Paradise. Just going to no. be a guy like, oh yeah, this guy's cool. Uh, I will just say it quickly before we go on ABC's yeah. website. Uh, they, I've got the John Paul Jones bio right in front of me. It says John Paul Jones, a financial analyst. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, financial analyst from Maryland. He yeah. was here looking for the real deal. When John Paul Jones is in day- daydreaming about his future wedding, he enjoys traveling the world and contemplating the meaning of life. Could Hannah be John Paul Jones' future bride? Okay, so that's a little weird to start. And then you read the 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 rest of it. When referring to John Paul Jones, always use his full name, John Paul Jones. Yeah, that was <laughs> John Paul Jones' favorite drink is champagne. John Paul Jones rarely uses words that are less than three syllables long. <laughs> God, I actually snorted. So oh, ABC understands man. this guy's like part of the comic relief of the season, but you need yeah. guys like this. Exactly. So you, you need the guys who are, and, and it can't be like Waboom. It's gotta be. Oh no, yeah. Waboom sucked. 
He was the worst ever. Yeah. That fucking guy. Oh, so bad. <laughs> John Paul Jones, though, greatest, the greatest. Can't wait to see him in yeah. Paradise. Him and him and Mike. Him and Mike. Yeah. Well, actually, well, I, I, you know what? I, I, I hope Mike's I a hope, bachelor. I hope that Mike is the next Bachelor because yeah. he seems like a pretty good dude. Yeah. If it was between anybody right now, I would say it's either him. If I had to cast it right now, it's either him or whoever does not come out on top between Tyler C. and uh, Pilot Pete, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. And, yeah, we'll see. Like, like the Lukes are going to be too toxic. Like, the Lukes are destined for paradise. Like, there's just no way around that. Yeah, well, I don't know if – I mean, Luke P. Luke P. Like, would Luke P. go to paradise? I don't know. But, like, you don't think Possibly. ABC executives like to be like, you know well, – they like, let fucking Chad go to – Exactly. They, they let bro Chad go, and he got yeah. so drunk he told the, the girl with one arm to go fuck herself. Yes. And, and then Chris Harrison – he's he the only guy to get kicked out of paradise? I think Chad? so. Like, but, how do you get yeah. kicked out of paradise? Fuck you, Chris Harrison. Yeah. That's a direct quote from this man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I just like how he, he said his full name. That's what. Yeah. God uh, damn it. <laughs> Chad, that fucking guy. Oh, Chris. Uh, yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, so good. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good note to go. Other than, other than that is a good note. Uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah we'll, we'll leave it there, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens paradise-wise. Yeah. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes and a bunch of other podcatchers. Basically, type our name into any sort of podcatcher you'll find us. Please uh, rate and review us. Five stars only, though. And as always, you do not have to uh, listen, but please download to the, the crossover podcast. Um, we will be back next week. I think. Uh, we'll be back on the comic book side because Dark Phoenix comes out this weekend. I, that does not look good, Craig. But uh, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to root for the best. And I'm going to hope that it's just not as bad as as, as X-Men Apocalypse was. That's what. That, did you see X-Men Apocalypse? No. Was, was I, I haven't seen an X-Men film since, uh, speaking of this particular plotline, yeah. since Scott Summers was killed off screen for no oh. reason. I have not seen an X-Men film. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. They kind of rebooted it with uh, Days of Future Past, so they went they went like to like it was kind of prequelish where we're like okay Brett Ratner totally screw totally hosed us on on that one there right and uh, so they're like let's just kind of reboot it so they went out they go they get Fossbender they get uh, oh god his name is escaping me right now uh, James McAvoy you, you, yep. you get James McAvoy you get Fossbender and we're like all right we're gonna show them building the X Men Kevin Bacon's gonna be the bad guy and he was tremendous so I highly recommend First Class Craig. Um, I can't say I, rec- I that I recommend the other one. A decent future past is watchable, um, but Apocalypse, uh, it was, it was, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. And uh, Dark Phoenix doesn't look that great, but who knows from the trailers these days, right? We like we have the Medellin corollary that we talk about on the other side of this podcast all the time. But anyway, point is, um, bunch of the, uh, the guys from the other side will will go, we'll go shell out hard-earned money to go see dark phoenix and then just hope that it doesn't suck so uh we'll, we'll be back on the other side and then um perhaps you will be back on next week to maybe do a quickie podcast i'll see how i feel depending on how this goes obviously right like if they lose i'm not gonna be like have you come on and be like wow a lot of feelings right now aren't there craig <laughs> yeah well, i don't want to i don't want to do that look in the mirror craig and say i'm you're smart enough and gosh darn it people like you right like we're not gonna do that obviously but uh yeah depending on how it goes we might have you back on so that's pending uh definitely uh thanks for coming on and doing this really enjoyed talking john paul jones with you and uh yeah good luck to your raptors going forward man thank you kindly all right take care everybody So